Here lies the corpse of the last Canadian team left standing, your Edmonton Oilers. A 29-year drought turned into a 30-year drought. Some may blame the hands of one named Batman, but maybe we should be blaming the management of these seven Canadian teams. Hi, my name is Andrew Milani. My name is Cruz. And this is The House That Happens, recorded live every week from Chewy's Bar and Grill in the Topico, Toronto, Ontario, boarded four times the best dive bar in the GTA. Cruz, how are you this week? Very good. You know why we come here? Because we keep the vibe alive. We certainly do. I love it. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. A little uh, thrown off by uh, the Maple Leaf news that was kind of thrown at us today. I okay, this okay, you can you go there. I just want to say that, people, when you listen to that, that was an outstanding intro, bro. Thank you so outstanding much. Outstanding intro. I like that because you're going to give me the opportunity to keep tabs on the Habs. But continue. Yes. So uh, I thought this was going to be a Friday night news dump, to be completely honest. But around, me too. Uh, uh, but at me around too. 11... AM, we got the news that Kyle Dubas would no longer be the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And quite frankly, I'm a little salty about it. I, You know what? I have nothing to do with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I have no horse in their race. I just happen to live in this city forever. And if I want to put in my two cents, I think they're making a mistake. Yeah, I mean, this all starts last summer. Larry Tannenbaum wanted to give... Dubas the extension, yeah, but Rogers and Bell did not. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't want to do it. I mean, this is an organization we know they just like print money. Uh, they can. We've seen it before where they they gave Randy Carlisle the extension, then fired him right away. I don't know why you have like this lame duck GM situation. It made no sense. Put the guy under a ton of stress. You saw him during oh, the press conference oh, on Monday. The oh, guy's burned down. It's easy yeah, to see why. Yeah, yeah. satisfying your your fan base. Did you notice I said satisfying your fan base? Okay, I'm going to tell you what. You know what's really... I don't uh, think anyone in this fan base is satisfied, but... Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. Mr. Milani, when I came in today here, I was going to have the ultimate nice guy epitaph for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and one of my... Suspicious, uh, but okay. Okay. <laughs> but one of the things I was going to try to get everybody to understand was I think that you should keep the core together just since understanding recent history being the Colorados the Tampa Bay's etc because you know what I mean like what are you going to get rid of Uh, now I'm going to say this I'm thinking that somebody is freaking trying to satisfy the the, the fan base because someone's got to be sacrificed so what is this going to mean so that means what's going to happen? I ho- I hope like something stupid like this happens. Okay, can I give you this soliloquy? You kick Dubas to the curb. Sure. You get Larry Curley or Mo to be your new general manager, <laughs> and you ship Austin Matthews to the Montreal Canadiens for Colfield Harris in our Florida pick. I'd ask you, uh, Indica or Sativa? Where are you smoking right now, sir? But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I seen that stupid thing on. Like, come on, stop it. Well, if they don't sign, if they don't sign Austin Matthews first, whoever the new GM is, who do you think is the prospect? If they don't sign the new GM, because I'm I'm of the belief, and I'm not a Leaf guy. Is you well? Everyone well knows. Everyone who listens to this knows. Okay, so what I'm saying is, I'm really believing they should have kept the core, and the core was Dubas. He's part of that core. So what are they going to do? He's the architect. Okay, yeah, along with Shanahan. Because I read an interesting article. When yeah. shit goes on and they're in the room, Shanahan's not in the room. Keith Dubas and Shanahan's out of the room. And uh, what's the other guy? The assistant GM guy? Heard him? Yeah. You don't think they're not all in the room? Like one guy goes home. Oh, sure. Walks his dog, talks to his wife, comes in, makes all the decisions. I don't believe that for a second. No, it's a group effort in Toronto, which it should oh, yes. be. It should yes. be like a kind of a brain trust there. So what part of the group is screwing this up? Bell or Rogers? <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you put it right there. It's, it's part of the corporate ownership for my guess would maybe be Rogers because they're the ones they're the national rights holders. That's just my take on it. I could be completely off. Who knows? Um, my worry is though. Well, I mean, for what I was started, I was actually starting to cool off on the fire Sheldon Keefe take. Oh, he's to, gone. Oh, for sure he's gone now though. Could be another mistake. I, again, it could be. I mean, and then who's going to be the next GM? I've heard Mark Hunter float around. Dear God, I will scream in anger. <laughs> Let the gods hear it in all the heavens. I will be so effing Great upset vengeance and if, furious if Mark anger. Hunter is GM of this team because we can go back to his drafting record with this team. 2015, 2016, 2017. It's bus city. Yes. It's, uh, it was a horrible three years. Like, okay, fine. You hurt. You hit with your first three rounds or with your first, uh, first round picks there. Uh, Marner. Matthews and Lilligren, but like I mean, anyone could have selected those players oh, at those that spots. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well, like what else do we get there? Like uh, Travis Dermott, okay. Carl Grundstrom, okay, he's off in LA now, bottom six guy. Joseph Wall, I guess, was part of the 16 draft. Got to give him credit there, but I mean, the 17 draft besides Lilligren, it's it's barren. Okay, so where is he right now? He's London back in Knights. London, okay? So, like, London carries some big cachet with people in the NHL. We know that. Everybody we knows do. that. Okay. So, I'm saying that I remember back at the time, it was going to be Dubas or Hunter that was the GM. And then Colorado wanted Dubas, and that kind of forced their hand. Okay, agreed. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying, you know what? If I want to shout out, I like Dubas, personally. I, I really I'm a big Kyle Dubas guy, too. I, My I, friends I, know that. Yes. I'm sure if you've listened to the show, you've picked up on that. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for that guy. I loved his press conference at the end. You really felt like the kind of the hardening, the maturity of Aduba shining through. You really felt his best years as GM were ahead, and I wish him luck as the future GM of the Ottawa Senators. Okay, so here we go now. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why he got fired. It's pretty simple. It was that trade deadline bullshit. You can't take an 18-team team. I'm not so sure he got fired as, as so much oh, as, as if you left. You changed the chemistry, and the chemistry fucked up. Someone had that's, to fall I, on the I, sword. I, I don't buy Dubas that. got destroyed. Oh, I'm telling you, I, it's on this show. How many times have I argued? You can't I'm tell, And I'm telling okay. you, I've, and, so who, and every who, time you brought that up, hold on, every time you brought that up, I brought facts to show you why you were wrong on it. Okay, that's going to start one more time. One more time. Then you, you can kill me right here and I'll shut up. Because without up. guys like Ryan O'Reilly and Jake that McCabe, guy, we're not making it past the first I'll, round. I'll, I'll take those two guys. I'm saying, oh, there's too much, too much trades. I don't care. How about Luke Shen? You think they make it past the first round they without him? They should have taken no. Luke, Shen and, uh, Luke Shen and Riley and, and O'Reilly and then not done anything else. The, the McCabe, I know the Lafferty they, and McCabe trade end up being like next year is going to pay off. Next year, I think even next Lafferty year. though. I mean, he had a little bit of a slow start, but come playoff time, I thought he was fantastic. Okay, so that was Atari too. Add him okay, to the list. So, okay, so now it was going to be my soliloquy. Why Toronto should have kept it together? And good old Don Cherry the other day had a great little article in the Sun where he said, "I saw the interview. Did too, you not?" Yeah. He said, "I would keep it together." And everything Don said, I went. I okay. think that's Don getting a little senile. I mean, so I must be getting senile too because I'm the oldest one here. So <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. How on many that, times, right? though? How many times can you run the same thing into they the wall and expect need, different results? This needs a little adjustment. No, no. This is why I'm saying. It's, he but lost we his brought job. this up before, though. Marner is looked as the leader at the room. Probably has too much power, and I think it's fucking traded. up everything. First guy traded. But is that, is that really keeping the core together? No, because the core is not staying together now. 
That's my go. opinion. I say shit's going to well, happen. I think Dubis was going to be open to trading one of them anyways. That's uh, what it sounded like well, from his we, well, press conference. We'll never know. And, and you know like, what? Well, it, sure. In case everybody doesn't know, we're going on Friday afternoon live instead of your usual Saturday morning. So the, yes. Brend the Brendan Shannon press conference is coming up any minute now. So there yes. should be some interesting thing then. Because my friend, Mr. Milani, said that Shanahan was a coward for not showing up at the end of the season <laughs> one. So now he's doing his own thing. Well, so like a shot was, at him. Well, first of all, like... Coward was the word? It we're was close the to word. Mimico, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stand remember. by you're my close, word. I you're did close say, to Mimico now. Be careful. I'm, I'm, I'm in Woodbridge. That's yes, far. But right now where you're sitting, you're uh, close. Fair enough. Yeah, fair okay, enough. Be careful. Well, okay. That was that was like uh, fueled, let's say. I'm not whatever. I said what I said. Fine. But uh, that was maybe fueled a little bit more by emotions like my uh, Sheldon Keefe uh, getting a fire take. But, I mean, it was highly unusual at the time because yep. every other year, locker, not locker clean-out yep. day, Shanahan was there. He, now, he led. He led. Now, it was pretty obvious that, I mean, him showing up late uh, was a, a more of MLSC trying to figure out what the next steps were, right? Maybe. No, I think okay, that was definitely it. I think, I, think, gonna, I, I think they're still trying to figure out what he was going to say. Okay, so now they've lost. Let's just, just say that we're a fly on the wall, okay? Oh, I wish. Okay, so we're a fly on the wall now, and they've lost. Now, not only lost, they kind of, I'm going to say they were just close to almost, I'm not saying they were humiliated by. Oh, by Cruz, the, they went down 3 nothing in the first round. Did you see Kokomini stand up to Bennett last night? When did Kokomini oh, be a You ever see him be a tough guy? He's like a mariner, right? Not as up on his level, but yeah. I mean, what kind of what kind of position was? When freaking Bennett gave him the face wash, what did Kokomini do? He went back at the sure. guy. So, okay, so before I go there. Well, that's okay, the difference. Okay, Carolina's okay, okay, in the wait. conference finals. We aren't. Okay, well, that, for a why? Why? Because you didn't have the grit. We're so, not mentally tough. Okay, so there you go. So, anyways, what I'm saying is that I think what Katubas fired is that I'm going to I'm gonna ride on this cross forever. And I told you those trade deadlines was too much of a trade because you changed the chemistry in the room. Disagree. We don't go past the first uh, round I'm with gonna, any of those. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm going to say hundred percent. You were you were look at the point team for two years in a row. So I'm just regular saying, season and playoffs. You can't even compare though. Okay, I'm, you know uh, that. I'll give you the benefit of a doubt, but I'm saying they should have given this crew one more because here's where I'm going to put my period on the sentence. If you're in the fifth game of the second round of the playoffs and you're down three one and you don't know what your lineup is, stop it. Carolina's lineup. Look at Carolina's lineup. Look at Dallas's lineup. Okay, those lineups have changed what? Minuscule since the first game of the playoffs till now. What? How much of the? And I've checked on this, so fact check me. Even Seattle, who lost in seven games, you check these teams. They made minuscule. So who are, adjustments. So who are you blaming for that then, coach or GM? I'm. I don't know because I'm saying who's in that room. I cannot believe that Brendan Shanahan's not in that room, which it gets me. Back Although to he wasn't of, spotted in Tampa, which I find was a little suspicious as well. Okay, so what I'm saying yeah. is this is what you knew was going to go on. Is we should have read the tea leaves then. Why did Shanahan didn't come up? Because how emotional was that press conference from freaking Dubas? Oh, highly emotional. Okay, so guess what? Then Brandon said, let this guy get his tears out. I don't want to be there and raining on his parade because we know it's not there. I, I don't think they knew Dubas was going to say that, though, to be fair. What's it that? sounds like he went off script. I like that about him. I that I can be even I, more. I love that about hey, – I'm not disagreeing, Cruz. I, I that's always I been, good for you. I, I want always him thought, now. I, always I want thought, him more now. I always thought Dubas gave a great, great press conference. I always thought he said you know, some really interesting things that you're like, huh, You know, I wouldn't have picked up on that. I give it to him this. He's only a 37-year-old man. Like I you know. said, his future is going to maybe be even brighter. I'm, I'm really upset. I want to know what Lou Lamorella was doing at 37. <laughs> you know what I mean? We knew what Scotty Bowman was doing at 37. You know sure. what I'm saying? So, um, 
whatever the case may be, I think that what happened here is the fan base in Toronto is so goddamn rabid that it, look at Sid. Did you hear Sid? Come on, he's a morning show guy. Yeah. Okay, and we all love you, Sid. If you're listening to this show, we all love you, Sid. Sid came on. A, a bunch of mothers heard this who probably don't even know what. What are you talking about? A Shanahan thing they said? No, the passionate about about burning it down in the front page of the Toronto Sun. Burn, blow it up with Simmons and then the next day how do you feel if you're Mitch Marner who's lived in this city your whole life and you're going out to your girlfriend in the morning and you're walking down after morning sex and you're going to Starbucks to pick up your thing and you're holding her hand and you look at the front page of the paper and it's got the Marner Remember when the Raptors traded a guy oh, and got a championship? Now you're Mitch Marner, and the first thing you see when you walk out of your house on the newspaper is you and DeMar DeRozan on the front page. How does he feel? He's oh, I'm out sure of doesn't town. feel good. He's out of So when the general manager comes in, who's going to be? How many times did you see Mitch Marner look scared during these playoffs? Again, I don't know if it looks scared. But, I mean, he definitely, like, there's I, something up there. Okay, there's you know he's up. scared. It's called fear. You know why? Because this, this is the bottom line problem with the Toronto Maple Leafs. This will be my epitaph before you give the Oilers theirs. Is this. If they had a Tyler Batushi or a Mike Lucci. Okay, but. I but, don't want to say goon, but I heard it best from Don Cherry. He said this. One time during the playoffs, you know who John Wesnick is? No. Okay, this guy's just this side of Charles Manson. Okay, this guy's nuts. He was crazy, okay? When you've seen this guy on a team, you go, that guy's batshit crazy. You don't want him on the ice fighting you. He's nuts. So what would he goes? He said, in a tight game, and you know in the playoffs, Wesnick's knee was gone. Guy couldn't skate properly. Mm -hmm. Jerry said, I just put him on the end of the bench. Because anything shit happen, people look over, well, Wesnick's over there. Yeah. <laughs> Wesnick's over there. Toronto doesn't have someone like that to protect Mitch Barner. If they had one player, it. we all know we've been ranting on the house that happens. We've been ranting that. So what I'm saying about keeping the core together is if they could find one mofo like a Stan Jonathan or a Lucci or a John Wesnick. I believe Lucci is a free agent, actually. Can I ask you a question? Because you're a Mute Leaf guy. Would it have made a difference for this team if Wayne Simmons had addressed every game in the playoffs? I think they would have been worse. Okay. You're the Leaf guy. Yeah. I said, too, because I think when we're going to use him. He's not fast That's enough the game anymore. But. I mean, he, I mean, I, I love Wayne Simmons. I always have. He's tough as nails. I mean, he's always been a fantastic scorer. The legs aren't there anymore. Oh, no, no, he no. Would have, he would have been more it. of a hindrance in the playoffs than a help, right? But I think of that, that for that one shift, he jumped out of the boards and beat the hell out of Reinhardt or a Bennett or <sighs> Maybe, somebody. Maybe, but then you're but then you're also facing the possibility of him being like dash three with, you know, under 10 minutes of ice time. <laughs> I would go with that and let the other play, forwards play more. That's what I would have done. I would have flicked you know, Because you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a dangerous prospect. Night? Okay, and I just brought it up again. One of the things I seen last night is like Bennett did some freaking sneaky, dirty shit during that. that yeah. It got away with it. Like I said, Kokamini, my old. Kokamini, yeah. I keep habs on, tabs on the habs. This kid did not back down. Yep. Did not. He stood in front of it. He took some shit, but he was pushing back. He was giving her back. I want to see that kind of freaking spunk in Marner. I mean, you don't have the guy to protect, but, but Kokomini, who's on the bench that's going to be the tough Who's the tough guy in Carolina's bench that's going to stand up to these guys? I mean, they're all... They're tough as a team. Yeah, exactly. They're tough exactly. as a team. 
Yeah, I mean, is Toronto tough as a team? No, everyone knows that. Okay, is that because we're? No, I can't say that. Say it. No, just no, say no, it. No, just no, spit no, it out. Trouble. You're no. already halfway no. there, Cruz. Just no, spit no, it no, out. No, no, no. Spit it out. Come on. Don't you don't want is me? Is that calling because you... we're the wokest city in North America? No, that's Vancouver. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say anymore because I'm going to get to why you could. I'm going to. We're going to get why the Raptors didn't get our coach and he went to San Francisco. Uh, we're going to okay. get to that. Um, so. But, uh, in any event, I'm saying this. I think that the team's going to be blown up. Big shout out to, to Kyle Dubas yeah. from the house that happens. We're fans yeah, of you I'm, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Kyle Dubas fan. Me good luck too. to him. I truly think he will be the next GM of the Ottawa Senators. And good oh, luck. wouldn't that be just great? Because yeah. then the, the, the rivalry would go oh, it just, up. Oh, it goes up and tenfold. Then, and then the next thing is that Keith is the coach of freaking Ottawa. Oh, you know too, it's going to happen. That's, it's all going to go there. Yeah. It's like those... Uh, Fast and Furious or uh, uh, John Wick 4. Sure. It just keeps so, on going. One thing I also want to talk about is, so there's the possibility of the next GM. I've heard, so we talked about how I don't want to be Mark Hunter. Agreed. Stan Bowman's also been thrown there. Oh, that's another one that I'll, like, I'll lose my shit. Why? You don't, you like Stan Bowman? I'm not saying I liked him, but he was there when Chicago was winning all he those inherited, He inherited the team from Dale Talon. Okay, I'm not going to go there. I, there. I know the timeline. I'm not going to check it, but he kept things together there. I think he made some bad things towards the end. He made some really bad trades. Yeah, at the he end. made some really bad moves. But he was the GM when they got the rings. So what? Right at the right time. It was a Dale Talon. They I gave agree, him a championship ring for a reason. I, 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 um, uh, I agree. I so, agree. So, but the problem, so him, and I, well, I guess we'll take this into the coaching conversation as well, since we're both, I guess, assuming that Keith is gone. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah gone. Um, so Stan Bowman and Joel Quenville, who, I mean, he would be atop my list for the next head coach. Um, they both need league permission to get back in, right? So Stan Bowman, apparently, he's been doing the work. Joel Quenville, word around the campfire is he has not done enough, so he might not get reinstated. No, because he's a hardcore. He's so a he's fuck been, you so guy. He's been, my language. So he's been to one. No, it's fine. He's been yeah. to one. He's been spotted at one uh, inclusivity event with Gary Bettman. That's it. Yeah, but I heard I heard that was a talk about Bettman's floating around the rinks and shit. Like, remember he brought Stephen A to a playoff game and shit? I think Bettman's out there. Like, I, I don't mean to, to, to get off topic. I think Bettman's out there. Pulling people in to get ideas like Theo Epstein does changing baseball. I think I, I think, I think it's a little apples and oranges. PR. No, but I, I think I, I think they want to get Quenville back into the league because they know he's a he's a good commodity, right? Like he's a, he's agree. a good well, asset. Well, when's Babs not coming back in the league? God, well, apparently the, the I Rangers. Heard yeah, Rangers I are heard apparently about on that. him too. Yeah. I, oh, I think if Quenville who gets back first. I don't think either one of them should. They should, they should well, back here's those my guys. thing, though. Think, here's you know my what? thing. I think Quenville's a better coach. I, I 100%. But here's the thing, though. So, Quenville, if he's not close like people are suggesting he is, I think Babcock might be the fallback plan for the Rangers. Coming through the back door? Wow. Yep. I wouldn't hire. You know what? I'd hire Quenville. I, I think Babcock's back is best before date. I mean, he's coming across as a little bit of a fraud anyways, don't you think? He's going to be the doc. No, I don't want to say that because Doc Rivers is a way better coach. Nah, but we'll get to that. We'll get, we'll get, to get that, that later. We'll get that um, later. But so what are you going to do? you going to hire Doc Rivers? No. <laughs> for the Leaf job? <laughs> no, no, for the Raptors job. Oh, hell no. Okay, so you're not hiring Bob Sock for the, the, the Rangers, Rangers. jobs. 
I'm, well, they got crazy owner there. Don't forget oh, that. Yeah, right? well, so, he's I a mean, nut bar. So I'm going to tell you this. But for, like, for the Leafs, though, like I mean, if it's not Quenville, like, Gerard Gallant's got to be the guy. Oh, you beat me to the punch. That's what I was just going to say. There's only one guy to consider in this game because I think the Rangers made a mistake on that. And him go. Oh, yeah. Like, they've always been a little too trigger happy yes, there. But that's the owner. And we're talking about yeah, the owner. Yeah, yeah. That's the owner there. That That's his mistake there. Anyway, let's just take it full circle. Uh, one more time to Kyle Dubas. Um, I understand. I really believe this. Something had to change in Toronto. I've lived here too long. I know how the fan yep. base is. I yep. know how the media works. When I heard Sid on TV on a morning show. He's been doing that like forever though. And oh, I TV, agree. So, which, yeah. is, which is part of his shtick. But sure. he's, he's, called, he's called sports sure. 20 years. It's not the guy doesn't know anything about sports. Come on. He's in the city. He's Obviously. a Leaf guy. And he, he's an Aaron Mills kid, so to speak. And um, another, like, uh, the sprouting of Leaf nations go all over the GTA. Yeah. And he grew up in that one. But when Even I though he's not him, a Leaf guy at all, but. Is he not? No. He would troll on Leaf fans all the time on Tim and Sid. Oh, I know that. But at the same time, he's, he's kind of like me. Okay, let's yeah, but out. you're not a Leaf guy. You admit it. No, uh, oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm not going so there. There you go, then. Okay, the but, same cloth. But, but anyways, uh, the bottom line is when I heard him do his one rant and they put it on the sports show, I went, "Who's go- who gets killed first? I'm thinking it's going to be Shanahan. Is it going to be Dubas? I knew it couldn't be Keefe. Because he's no, the bottom he of the round guy. guy. But yeah. I'm gonna who is gonna go first? Yeah. That is as soon as I heard that I go, this is too much. With with the with the front page of the newspaper, the Simmons BS, I said the the pile was too high, the balsa wood was gonna collapse. Something had to go down, and it's unfortunate it had to be Dubas. I think so too. Um So who's the first player traded of the big four? Marner. Marner? Yeah. House that happens says Mitch My, Marner. And he's the guy that's not he's the guy that lives there most. No, Tavares. He's you know what I like yeah. about Tavares? When they talk like like off the record, they they talk to him about his um no move contract. You know what he said? It's a no move contract. Well, hello. <laughs> you know I what mean, I like about it? They signed him to it. They knew what they were getting for. And a few years later he's supposed to say, Oh, Tavares, we, we're gonna open the door to a lot of things. Uh, buddy, I signed here because I said I ain't going nowhere, you dumbasses. That's the thing about sports I don't well, get. And I think Tavares, too, would probably be open for to taking like a haircut, too, on his next contract. You oh, think I know lot, that. That's lot, a yeah. gimme. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's not going to do that. It's too much. You know, his passion for the team and the city is too great. We for see sure. that. Is William Nylander's passion and desire for the city? Where is he? He, grew up? he say he said a number he of times he loves to be here because of the women. Given <laughs> give him the nine million dollars that he's going to want in his next contract. Okay, what, hands what, down. So what? We sign Matthews by when? So about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here we go. I think part of the reason uh, about just him and Toronto going so well. I, I think Kyle Dubas was a big reason as part of that. He was comfortable with Dubas, right? Oh. Now that he's out of Kofi the picture, how's Harris that? Con- in Florida's first he's day. not coming to, to Montreal. Get I didn't that say that. I just you're said. throwing him out Montreal players. What am I, I supposed to I say? I just heard something, <laughs> seen something. I did not. Have you seen the pictures of Marner in a Montreal jersey? You must have. <laughs> no, I have not. Actually, I have seen him. But they got sent to me. They looked good. He's not going to have any hair in ten years, but <laughs> no, Go ahead. no, sorry, no way. Toronto sorry. trades it, but no. But I'm just saying, like. How are contract negotiations? Because before I was saying this is a slam dunk. Matthews is going to sign for like something like twelve point seven a year for like five years or something, right? Making him the highest paid player in the league. Now all of a sudden that's a little uncertain. 
No, it should be uncertain because he hasn't proven in the playoffs, which we're going to get there with your appetite. No, but he's he's still... uh, Keep that thought in mind. Keep that thought in mind. Number one is this. Here's what I believe. If you let... Do not sign Matthews. You're nuts. But if he wants $12 I trade him. I trade him, and I love no, Matthews. No, you, you have to sign him for that much. For 12 mil? The, the salary pay, cap is not moving. It's not moving. They thought it was you're paid in percentage more. of the cap. Let McDavid's gained 12 and a half. McKinnon just signed for 12.6. Okay, so Connect who would you add? Okay, okay. So Matthews would be the third guy at that? He's going to be probably like 12.7, I would bet. Wow. I, okay, so now you're going to tell me, in the scale of money goes and how sports goes. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to say this. You're going to pay Matthews the same money as you pay McDavid? Who would you rather have on your team? Well, it's it's not that simple, though. Oh, I don't know. Because we don't have the... We're, I don't see any option to get McDavid in here. That's, no, that's fantasy. Okay, interesting, interesting. I never looked at it from that perspective. Then now that you put it that way, okay, I'll give you the benefit of a doubt. However, I'm saying this. I'm going to sign you because I still believe that Matthews is a generational player. Agreed. The guy's 25 years old. Yep. His prime is probably still in front of him. Yep. What we've seen him develop as a player is unbelievable. Yep. Does everyone say he should be a little bit tougher? He didn't sure. get pushed around in the Florida series. He might have got a little push, but he pushed back. Nobody pushed him around like they pushed around Mariner or some of the other yep. guys in the yeah, team. Well, he's a like big that. boy. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's right. So you can't, well, that's good. I think he should have knocked somebody out, which would have been made, made me much happier about the guy. So anyways, um, part of the reason he didn't show up as much as he did is now there's those phantom injuries. You always hear about happening. Matthews didn't play that up. He just went on his way. Yep. Hey, something could happen. I, Neither I did Ryan O'Reilly and people thought he was injured too. Okay, because there was oh, yeah. something about their play. You notice, I mean, like one, I remember some couple times Matthews couldn't get a pass. So what it is, don't wear those stupid gloves where they swing at your wrists. Which I'm going to go back to that. Well, you don't get a better grip. You play longer. In any event, yeah, I we've would been s- talking too a little bit too long on this, but you know why we do? Because we're in Toronto and everybody loves the Leafs. That's true. So we got to say uh, it. We so we're going to end, end in this way. Uh, my prediction is this: If you pay Matthews twelve something, yes, for twelve something, I trade him immediately and keep Marner. But here's the sad part about the whole. I think season. Matthews is still worth more. It's still better value on his contract at twelve point whatever than Marner is at ten point nine. Okay, so here's what I'm saying. It's called teams. Yep. You guys got an amazing core. It's what you put around it, and I think that's why Dubas got fired. So we'll end it at that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He didn't add the right guys around him, the right tough guy, the right whatever, because it was all about getting tough at the trade deadline, remember? And he didn't get tough, and they got they won the first round, which I thought would, would have extended his contract just getting past the first round. But I think it was the way that the Leafs went out in the second round that killed him. You know what I mean? Don't you, you know what I'm saying? No, you're right. And like, uh, transitioning from a city that loves their hockey to to a city that uh, seems a little more apathetic, oh. uh, there was a vote in Tempe, Arizona for a new arena proposal. It looked beautiful, by the way, the whole facility, the whole – I did see. Everything. I did see the layout. I, now continue. The con- yeah. So the, it was there was three separate votes. All three got turned to, uh, turned down. Not even very close votes. Like they lost by eight percent in all three of them. Uh, and honestly, it sounded like because it was like a lot of the older voters were the ones that showed up. The younger voters who they want didn't show up. So now all of a sudden, the future of the Arizona Coyotes in flux. They don't have a home except for the, the ASU. Uh, <laughs> Stop it! Well, that's exactly my point. Seats five thousand, but for the NHL, that it's the the changes that to make it only seats forty six hundred. Now, all of a sudden, the question is, where's this team play? Because I think they're done in Arizona now. Because there's they the owner, have to be have to because people are talking about the owner, the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. 
I've never heard him talk about wanting a hockey team. He just made half a billion dollars worth of renovations to the arena in Phoenix. Why well, he's gonna spend like two hundred, three hundred thousand, um, hundred thousand more? <laughs> million. Yeah, a million. Yeah, thank you, a million rather yeah. uh, to get to outfit this for hockey. Include that with buying the team. That's a million, uh, a billion and a half dollar investment i don't see that happening this guy's a total basketball guy that's why i love him that's why he made the move so quickly why do you think durant got to phoenix so quickly oh they yeah went down in june we talked about this earlier yep. this guy's a basketball man did you see him at the court fighting with the ball with Djokovic? Yeah. yes come on i mean joker, joker come on yeah. yeah you know what i mean like th this guy is like you heard about him he was on the fringes he tried to get another org i found out later i didn't know until he did actually buy phoenix he was sniffing around to get everything this guy loves basketball he's like the steve What's his name and uh, yeah. that owns the Clippers? He's one of those guys. They don't even know what a puck is. The last time I, I checked is, do you ever see any ice in Arizona? Yeah, there's very little. Okay, and that's why Austin <laughs> Matthews is so good in my belief because I still got to I gotta, gotta fact check this, but I hear because the rinks are smaller. So when you play when you're eight years old yep. and you get to 18, it's the same size I wonder rink. If the, well, the same logic probably applies for uh, what's his name in uh, Buffalo. I'm blanking. The big guy, the six six guy. What's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Thomas. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. enough about Phoenix. So it sounds like the new favorite to land the Coyotes is Salt Lake City. That's interesting. Because well, the owner there. So here, well, let me hear the dots. We all white guys. He's already met. <laughs> he's already met with the board of governors. Okay. The meeting went well apparently, and he's already committed to uh, outfitting the. Utah Jazz Stadium or Arena to be more hockey appropriate because right now there's like the uh, whatever the amount of seats for hockey isn't exactly NHL ready but there's a, a commitment there okay well, so anyway, they can that... move there next year and like in two years time it'll be like a fully NHL ready rink okay so let's look at one step further and he owns the Utah Jazz and the soccer team there by the way anyways in Utah you can go up in the hill and ski there is some kind of... They've hosted the Winter Olympics. They've hosted the Winter Olympics. So there is some kind of relevance with ice, hockey. And, and you know what? It's interesting. All the time we talk about switching teams, I always say, bring one more to Canada. Quebec's got to get a team. Hamilton. Hamilton, whatever. Second, city in, second team in Toronto. Yes, all of that talked up. And then you said uh, Salt Lake City. And it was like it's gonna, the light bulb went on, and I'm going, if they put a team in Salt Lake City, I seriously believe... It's going to do gangbusters. Thank you very much, especially because there'll be no brothers on the team, <laughs> so then I'll be good. Even though, even though, come on, they're a great basketball support. Oh, team. for huge. sure. Utah they're, Jazz have a huge fan base. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the Canada thing didn't really make sense right now, because I think just for geographical reasons, like the, to mix up all the divisions again, that'd be such a nightmare. No, like, you do mix, What are you going to do? Put Columbus back? in the West, I don't think they want that. They'd be very upset. Well, I, but I think that the biggest mistake that they're making now, and even though I've only got three things to say to that province, everybody knows that that the which shows just how corrupt politically the whole province is. Everybody knows the biggest mistake ever was moving the team out of Quebec. But you had to do it. On no one the, the team. No one the team. And then all of a sudden they got good, and I was like, oh shit, too late. Oh yeah, the vultures came in and took it. Like oh, it's a Pepsi thing. I know that the money came in too big. Yeah. Okay, but in any event, everybody knows. And didn't they build the arena now? The building, the building's already. Built, right? 20,000 seats, I believe. Something it's like ready that. to go. It would be a, I would like to put it this way because um, Tony Kornheiser put it very um, sentimentally, so to speak. The reverence of hockey in Canada cannot be undenied, putting on a level of soccer in Brazil, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, 
And when all the Canadian teams go, there's always a sigh. It's like when all the the the, the um, um, what's it? The six, the original six go, comes in. So if you're talking about fan bases that support hockey unequivocally, passionately on disciple levels, it makes no sense for him to come. And, and, and I, I, you know what? I, I have nothing good to say about Quebec. You know that. But to put the, a team should go in Quebec City. Yeah. People got to realize that the, the NHL would be better with a team in Quebec. I don't care what they ever said. I don't necessarily Hamilton or Markham, which would be tremendous successfully financially. Anyway, you look at it, just like I was arguing to people, I would say before I'm, I leave this planet, there'll be an NFL city in Toronto. The it question about Quebec is, is is the province big enough to support two NHL teams? Oh, it, uh, no problem. You think so? Back in the day, Quebec was sold out all the time. It's not now, exactly back in the day now again, is it? Well, so what is it? You think the population is dispersed that much? They don't let anybody else in there expect to speak French and can skate. It's Quebec. Remember? I don't know. You don't think it can support two teams? I, I'm skeptical because I... Uh, then why would you... The, you see, you weren't around in the prime of that rivalry. Okay? I have a book. Oh, I understand. Uh, oh, no no disrespect to... I, oh. I know, I know. I've, I've seen the videos of the Good Friday Massacre. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> Not Good, bad, and ugly. But in any sure. event, yeah. But that's what it got to. It got to that yeah. point because, like, you know what I mean? And I hated those guys. They knocked us. They upset us. They upset a Gila Fleur team with those freaking oh, yeah. Czech motherfuckers. Okay, you know what I mean? And Dale Hunter. Oh, they were Slovakian, those guys. Oh, were they The Stasnys, yeah. Oh, yeah, Slovakian. In any event, they had Dale Hunter. Okay? <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. And that's when you realize, like, you know when you watch... Um, um, uh, what is it? Looney Tunes? Oh, yeah. Okay, and you show the bull going, and the bull is sharpening his horns. <laughs> yeah. That's Dale Hunter. You used that analogy before. Oh, so. Exactly. That's Dale Hunter, man. He was one of those guys. You know, he oh, yeah. didn't care. Like, you know, oh, we pre-show, we talked about the sucker punch on uh, Palafontaine. Oh, that's just ruthlessly wrong. I didn't wrong. see the puck. Uh, he's ruthlessly wrong. Come he, on. He threw some elbows. But you know what, though? If you go back and check that Quebec team, they had a guy named Goulet. Scored Michel 50, Goulet. Yeah. He scored 50 goals every year. You know why? You couldn't touch Goulet. Mm -hmm. You couldn't touch. You looked at that guy. You didn't touch him in Montreal because they started face washing him. That got different. But if you touched him, you're going to get you're, you're going to lose your spleen to Hunter. And they had another big defenseman. But Quebec was built like that old school. Like, like their yeah. scores scored. Their stars were stars. And then they had guys around that just came out like were like um, they were like Letter Kenny. They had Letter Kenny at the end of the bench. That that guy was going to be there. And I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I do believe, like, I miss Don Cherry. And Don Cherry said, maybe Simmons might have made a difference. I will never know. Yeah, I'm not buying that. But, um, but you know, uh, let's, let's uh, back let's to the on. Arizona thing. So uh, Salt Lake City, the clear favorite. Right I agree. Now. The only agree. thing is the owner says he wants to start fresh with an expansion team. I mean, you know. Beggars can't be choosers in a situation like this. And let's not forget, the Atlanta Thrashers sale to Winnipeg was announced May 31st, I believe, yep. of 2011. I remember I was in high school. It was mm -hmm. I was in grade 12. And then, like, Stanley Cup playoffs and all the buzz was, whoa, Winnipeg got a team. How cool is that? Yep. Um, could be a similar thing going on now. I wouldn't be – like, I think right now the NHL has got to be telling um, – Xavier – oh, my God, I'm blanking in the owner's name right oh, now. Oh, I know the guy. I know the guy. They're, they're telling him to sell. Okay, what's, even, what's even different is this: is that you got to realize, okay, when they have that, uh, when they all go, all those owners go into the room, um, Arizona is part of the revenue stream. Barely I mean, now. Lack, I was just gonna say. So <laughs> yeah. all the other owners are gonna. Oh, say, they're making the league look like a joke. What? 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 Uh, what? Um, 
what revenue stream there you go okay and you know what and you know everyone knows this and i say the house that happens well especially on my side of the thing is that i i'm such a pti guy remember michael wilbon lives in arizona okay yeah. what's he saying about hockey in arizona he likes hockey but he goes to chicago to watch games <laughs> so and i mean looking back at the history of the coyotes mid-2000s they had the opportunity to build that arena in scottsdale and oh, i yeah. truly believe if that scottsdale arena had been built we wouldn't be having this nonsense conversation but, about but, but like you know what they've the always had attendance issues anyway so like are you going to be able like okay you're going to build a 20-seat arena is it going as long what is it Twelve thousand to make money no, but in the early days of the Coyotes, they were attracting people. When Novelty. They were, okay, but still. Novelty. If the, but like if the if the if it was in a good place, because the problem with Glendale was that it was in the middle of nowhere. It was a garbage arena, or not? In the it desert. was a nice. It was a nice arena in a desert. But like middle of nowhere, close to nowhere. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but like for, let's let's take the desert part of it. Okay, just away from everything. It's so out of the way. Like Canada. <laughs> well, that's why they're getting a new arena. Yeah. But but uh, and and you, you prove my point there, right now. So like, if if the arena did go in Scottsdale, I truly believe we wouldn't be talking about any of this. I'm not sure I can buy into that because I'm going to say this because it's, it's close to the population core. But the population got to go to the games. Okay, but you got to make it like it's it's the Tampa Bay problem in baseball. Oh, okay, but look at Tampa Bay now. They're coming. People are going to the games because. But, yeah, but, the thing but is they're like, still there. Tennis okay, numbers aren't I great. always say this. You have to look at it like, um, how do you put it? Like, I'm not saying genetically, but aesthetically or whatever you want to do it. I don't see people skating on the desert. Okay, they were talking about this thing on the PGA this morning. Made me laugh. Do you know the golf course? They got this little thing you practice on. It's a little piece of freaking... Of uh, it's a turf. Yeah, lovely the turf is. So when they have golf courses in some of the places in the Saudi Arabia, because there's no grass, where you get grass, okay. So when you play is when you drive from hole to hole, you put down your freaking piece of thing, put the golf ball on it, hit it from there. Then you go to the next hole and you put your piece down and put it from there. Is this what we're gonna do in Arizona? We're gonna put pieces of ice around so they can skate around? Yeah, that's how you grow the game. It's not gonna grow in Arizona. They grow in Atlanta. Well, okay, that's also because the teams were garbage. No, 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 no. Because the other thing I'm going to say to this, and you're talking about it was going to go there, and you said before the show, Houston. So I want to be on record that's saying chocolate cities do not support hockey teams. Now, people are going to lie because they're going to say, hey, L.A. is. I'm saying, like, Houston, uh, will, not, Houston will not be a team. I, I, I do not. I can't see. Houston Arrows, they barely drew. They had Gordy Howe and his kids. They barely drew. Come on. No, no. I don't say Houston. I'm saying like... How about Kansas City? Salt Lake City or bust. However, if the guy wants an expansion team, you put two more in. You put one in Canada. But you can't do it now. You, no. Arizona and just... This is a, that's a down-the-road thing. Yeah, but way down the road. Sure. Way sure. down the road. Because Toronto still has to get a football team, but that's another... That's, that's that. totally separate. But. So now that we get over the Arizona situation because they're so lame, and I can't believe we talked about those schmucks for so long, I heard that you had a little something to say about another Canadian hockey team. A uh, team with a guy that's supposed to go on Mount Rushmore, but you don't get on Mount oh, Rushmore man, I, unless you win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> well, I mean, did you see the press conference by? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking. They're their GM. Oh, I forget his name, but that yeah. was. I thought I thought that McDavid and Drysital were just as lame during their freaking thing. Why didn't they cry as you want? You're talking about the Edmonton press conference. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was worse. They went from him to Drysital and McDavid, and they sounded like little girls who got left at the dance. 
I don't think so. I just think oh, they were. Oh, I did. I thought Austin Matthews was much better. Austin Matthews came to the plate and went, damn. And then he went home. He didn't make excuses. He said, damn, and he went home. McDavid went on, like, this soliloquy about war of the worlds and whatever, and this is how teams work and blah. No, man. You lost. You sucked. You didn't have enough defensemen. Do you think get he, a better goalie. Do you think he's regretting signing an eight-year deal in Edmonton? Hundred percent. Yeah, I brought That's this longer, up with my friends today. Because longer like, time to get to Toronto. Yeah, go. Because <laughs> like uh, we're talking about the Matthews thing, and then uh, like someone's like, "Oh, I'm surprised Matthews wouldn't want to sign an eight-year deal." And I'm like, "You think McDavid's happy about that eight-year deal? I think it's more beneficial to start to sign like these midterm, like four, five, six-year deals." Oh yeah, deals. yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what's going to happen though? About, is that it, the thing about McDavid is because he's still so young. He's only 26, right? 25, yep. 26? He's my brother's age, yeah. Okay, so the the, the deal on that is, it's going to be funny, is uh, when you get the end of his contract, if things go according to the financial revenue streams in the NHL, his contract will be a steal. Yes. It's it, funny because like when, it, it when, may, when they put ink to paper. It hasn't, gone, it hasn't gone. Oh, when they put it to paper, I thought it was nuts. People, like, him and the dry side deal, people thought they were nuts. Whoa. Whoa. It probably cost Peter Shirelli his job. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think it was a big reason why. Because you didn't have the associate pieces that you could put in at the time. Sure. To make it work. And then they, they didn't go there. But I'm telling you this much. God bless you, Mr. McDavid. But if you don't win a Stanley Cup, you don't get out of the Mount Rushmore. It's. I'm starting to think it's not going to happen in, Ed, in Edmonton. Well, He's we just talked. a terrific. Come on, we got the chase. There's only one thing I want to say about McDavid, and well, I want Ken to, Holland's the GM, by the way. He oh yeah. is, I want to talk a little bit about his press conference after because it was a little oh, yeah, unhinged, which I loved. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. He did the same thing in Detroit when he was younger. But he was going on about like how he's like, oh, like I don't invest in green bananas and like because I'm old. And then he started going on about how like the Stanley Cup is like a party machine. Did you hear that part? No. Oh my god, that was hilarious. He's like, it's a party. It's a party machine. He's like, you think it's a one year journey? No, it's a lifetime journey. This and then you get that, and all you want to do is party. <laughs> it's oh. like I'm like, oh my god, this is this is hilarious. Oh, but where did he come from? Oh, Detroit. And what did they have? He was there. It was a winning. Ride. It was the winning culture. There you go. But I'm Edmonton. I, there's some major question marks there. I, I talked a little bit before. Ed, I got. I, I was talking a little bit before about Evander Kane. I'm starting to think he's uh, past his best before date. Where did he go? Remember this <sighs> where time? hasn't he gone? Where did he go last? Okay. <laughs> where, remember this time last year? We you'd be pumping his tires coming into New York. Hence the reason he got the contract. But now, but it's like a tale of two seasons. Like he put up nowhere near the production he did last year. Did you think he was Especially trying to be the, the tough guy? Did that like because you don't you need? The, remember we we're talking about Toronto wasn't tough enough. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes maybe Evander Kane was trying to be the the guy to protect his team at times, which yeah. kind of um, impinged or impeded his ability to be a productive scorer because his other time was we're going to be tough, we're going to be tough, and forgot about scoring. You know what I mean? Put himself in a position a few times doing stupid, tough things. Yep. You know what I mean? Now, I understand, but that that's a hurt move for the team. And I bet you a lot of the guys in the dressing room respected that. I'm sure they do. But, but, it didn't, it didn't, and... Yeah, it didn't work good, well. And nothing good comes after, but... No. It, and what ended up happening, they went home. The same thing. So he should have maybe thought about being that flying winger he was last year, going all over the ice, taking shots, creating the, the insanity in front of the net and all of that. Now, he's going to be 32 in August. And he's got his contract goes till he's 34, right? Yeah. So, and the point I want to get to is he's kind of like, he's not quite like a tier one star. He's like a tier no, two tier. kind of guy, right? Yep. 32, that's about the age where you start to start wondering where the cliff is. Okay. 
And they say that's where your shooting prowess usually shows up. Are you going to be better or not? Mm. First thing that goes is your hands. Isn't that what they say? No, your feet. Oh, your feet? Yeah. Okay. Your, the legs go first, then the hands. Uh, and like, it looked like his legs, yeah, he's got three more years at 5.125. Yeah, yeah but I thought his skating was fine. I thought he still had that high-powered skating. I didn't think that was there. I just Do you think it's like a between-the-ears thing then? And, and yeah, like kind of like he was playing like something, a position, or, or, or taking a role that's not his. He's got full no move clause too. That's exactly. The, oh no, he did that for sure. You know what I mean? Because he, you know, got the money after all. All the bullshit that this guy pulled in his career got this contract that could that could uh, suffice him for the rest of his life. So that's what he took. No, the they're they're away. stuck with him next year too. That's the yeah. thing because he's got like a four million dollar signing bonus due on July first. So that makes him essentially buyout proof. Okay, so let's talk about this then. What was the biggest mistake that the Edmonton Oilers made? We started this season and saying Dubas was smart not to give Jack Campbell that money. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I think I think that Campbell should have played more in the playoffs. No, now they made a mistake. They they got too stubborn about Skinner. They should have given him a chance. Yeah, I mean, Campbell but, 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 well, I think they better he learn played, by that by that next season. I think next. I think next Campbell training camp season next season training camp. I think you got to make it Campbell's job to lose yes. for nothing else than the sake of the the contract that you signed him exactly. to. Exactly, but he didn't. He, uh, you know what? When they brought him in, he was solid. Then they go back to Skinner. They never but to be fair, to, though, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have started him in the playoffs. You got to go with the guy that got you there. Oh, but look, the other teams have changed. Dallas switched a couple times. They went. No, back. Ottinger's always been their guy. No, they got switched one game, didn't they? He started every game. Yeah, but game? he started every game. Okay, so was it Jersey that switched? Who's Jersey it? switched a couple times. Florida, they started uh, Lion, but, but then they but, went to Bobrovsky. But, but, but he's not getting but out. Then that, but then that's another contract thing, though, because Bobrovsky's getting, like, what, 9.5 or yeah. 10 or something? Did you see the save he made in overtime, the pad save? Yeah. <laughs> like that was worth his money right there. Like, I, how did he get his pad out? And that was in the fourth overtime. Mm-hmm. To have the mo- and then the game was over like two minutes later. But how do you have the moxie to make that save in the fourth overtime? God I guess we'll take that it. right to uh, conference finals. Game one started last night. Florida, Carolina, a quadruple overtime thriller. Epic game that will be in the annals of the NHL for the rest of the the history of the NHL. Yep. Agreed. As these, well, any game that goes to like at least triple overtime is oh yeah, kind of kind of goes to like legendary status. No, it has to. Come on, like fourth over. That's like twenty-seven innings or something in baseball or whatever, right? You're starting your third game of the night. Yes, <laughs> you're starting your third game. Like I was just telling you off off uh, off mic before we started, because I come home at work afternoon and I walk the dog. I thought I was putting on the replay. You know, NHL replay because I forgot oh, no, the third game. Right? And then I looked up and I realized <laughs> they're in overtime. Whoa, what's this? And thank God uh, I'm one of the people that uh, I didn't have to get up this morning. So I watched to the very end. And like I said, I think the, the um, Bobrovsky save in the fourth overtime was like, I thought that was the, the, the winner. I forget it was who was on Carolina that made the move, that good winger. Made a great, great, great play. With, like, you know, it was one good play, made another great play. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is. That's why we watch sports. If you guys get anyone out there, get a chance to watch that highlight. It's what sports all about. The the forward made a great play. The goalie made a better one. That's all it was to yep. it. That's why we watch the games, and then it, and it's over right now. So I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, because they won the first game, do you think it's going to be? Um, I, I'm still saying Carolina to win the series. I'm still saying so too. But I mean, this is starting to look like one that could go deep. I mean, that was. Was that the first home game Carolina dropped these I playoffs? I believe it is. Wow. I believe it is. And not only that, when do they play again? Tomorrow night? 
No, okay, so this is the the second because they lost game five to the Islanders in the first oh, round. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they'll play Saturday next. That's game two. So that means they got that. That means they're right on schedule after a six period game. It's going to be sloppy Saturday night. Take some overs, guys. They're going to be like it's going to be sloppier. Come on. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Just the wear and tear on the guys. It's going to be sloppier. Probably some quick goals. I think that probably benefits Carolina. Yep, at home and because and then um, psychologically. Florida's going, we stole the one at home. Yep, yep. So it, it could go there. But we're not going to talk a lot of time with that because the Dallas um, the Dallas um, Vegas series starts tonight. I just want to give a shout-out that I want to compare because we're going to go on to the next subject we're talking about. When you talk about Game 7s, we all want to see Game 7s. That's the essence of sports. We've got here that means that team teams are battling. They're going for it. It's all the competition we do. It's the reason we do podcasts, the reason we obsess about sports, blah, 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 blah. So we had two Game 7s. And once again, what do we have? I wish the markets were as good for the Philadelphia 76ers Boston Celtics games it was for the Kraken and the Dallas Stars game because wow. the difference in the, the competitiveness is unbelievable. The seventh game in hockey was stunning. I would watch I would I would line up to watch games that good. If I had it had, every, it had everything that game. Oh, it was an unbelievable hockey. Everything you love about hockey was in that game. Uh the the, the basketball game I would have put in the recycle bin immediately. <laughs> You know, when you open something up, you know, this is recycled, just yep. throw it in there. You don't even pause. You don't even think. It just goes right into this recycle bin. So I want to ask you, so too, bad. before we get into basketball, though. Uh, so we both think Carolina is going to go to the final. In the West, Dallas, Vegas. I want Dallas all day. You know, do you want Dallas? Who, who do you think is going to make it? I think though? Dallas is going to do you think, it. I think it's going to be Vegas. Okay, well, we'll put I'm saying, saying by my take, after the – I don't know. After the way Vegas took care of Winnipeg in round one, I'm like, ooh, we might have gotten played, and I'm sticking to that. Okay, I, I agree. You brought that up. That was an interesting point, but then maybe Winnipeg, we also said maybe they were the bitches that they really were. We don't know. But Vegas had a solid second-round win, too, yep, so we can't, can't deny that. Won that game six in Edmonton. There you go. You know what I mean? That That's who. That's why they're on the sidelines, correct? Mm -hmm. In Edmonton. Okay, so that you, got, you give them a lot there, but there's just something about Dallas, maybe because Tyler Segan goes to Soundgarden Con, <laughs> but uh, I know Andre hasn't quite been on these playoffs too. Though. But maybe, maybe this is his round. He knows the team's got him there. Maybe it's his time now. That, maybe, that happens. We don't know. We don't know. He hasn't. He hasn't looked in top form. I, I remember. I'd be worried if I, I remember. Can fan. I compare this? Because I'm so old. When um, um, I remember the one year when Toronto won a game. The last time before this series, way back in the day when Montreal played Toronto, and um, they won the first game of the playoffs. And everyone questioned Ken Dryden. Like, what's Dryden been doing? The teams carry Dryden. To what year is this? I think 79, 78, whatever it was. And then afterwards, Dryden just was amazing, and Montreal won the Stanley Cup. Against who was this? Well, Toronto, I forget what year. When, when, no, when, they swept Toronto both those years. Did we swept them in 79? Yes. <laughs> oh, I know we kicked the <laughs> shit out of you. Mike Palmatier gave it Two his years best. in a row, 78, I thought, well, I thought it was 4-1. We won 4-1 one year. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Okay, 78, 79 for sure I know was a sweep. I felt bad for Daryl Settler for about two seconds. <laughs> if you really want to think about it. In any event, my, my, my whole point being is this, is that, you know, I, I really think that there's something about the Dallas team I like. I mean, there's some stuff I like them too. It's just the goalie, the way he's played makes me nervous. I'm saying he's going to win it now. That's the whole idea. No, you, okay, so you guys shot. swept uh, Toronto in 78 too. We did? Both. Yeah. yeah, that's when I learned how to drink scotch. I turned to drinking age. 
Those are amazing days, people, by the way. That's why we keep tabs on the Habs. Those are amazing days. And so then going, from amazing, going from amazing to absolute shit, we can go back to that Philadelphia-Boston Game 7. Now that we're going to we switch you over to the basketball thing here, I'm just going to say this. You know, that we talked about it all season, and I still haven't finished my um, pump for the rebuild Bill Russell, which I should go to hell for, but I'm glad I've done it. I've got the outtakes. I'm going to finish it with my rap song. Is that being this, sometimes there's so much fraudulent shit about the NBA. Oh, yeah. It just drives me crazy, okay? And one of them is these Game 7. So what I said earlier in the year, and I'm going to go with this now as we continue on, that was a horrible Game 7. Awful. Uh, the Awful. shooting on both teams, even. It's just that Philadelphia shot twice as worse. Okay, is that how you're going to put it? What happened to James Harden? His legacy's done now. Go Run back to whatever city you're going to go to, and I'm glad that Joel Embiid made our top five bitch league because at the end of the thing, his press conference, oh, you hear Embiid's press conference? That's classic Embiid. Yeah, classic season. bitch. Bitch, the guy's a bitch, okay? So, I'll say, as a Raptors fan, seeing him cry at the end of Game 7 is one of my oh, favorite basketball God, moments ever. Oh, wheeled. I didn't know I could car wheel. It was back-to-back of back him and then just, like, uh, Giannis wasn't being a bitch, but just, like, the upset face he had. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just being frustrated by Kawhi. Those back-to-back was magical. But. Oh, yeah, no, it's no dumb, man, which tells you why we all loved Kawhi. But I'm just saying this much now, okay? So we start off again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this. I'm going to take this home. Philadelphia should have beaten Boston. It's just that Boston has just had better talent yeah. as a team core. Yeah, they do. Okay, and now let's just talk about it this way. Philadelphia kept knocking on the door, kept knocking on the door, knocking on the door. They didn't get over the next level, so they have that little bit in common with the Toronto Maple Leafs in this that what? Someone's gotta be someone's gotta be the fall guy. Doc Rivers was the fall guy. A lot of coaches so um, Oh, they went crazy we, on the coaches. Boone, um, oh my god. Spolstra. Sorry, talked about how disturbing it was of just the number of coaches in the NBA. Bang. Overdone. Gone. Ruthless. Okay, but you know what? I mean, but you look at even like it happened in our state, like Nick Nurse, 2019 winning coach, next year coach of the year. Bye. Bye. You're out of here. Okay, but let's take it one step further on 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 understanding that note is that um, every time that someone's got to fall on the sword, it's because something didn't go right with the team. That's like two instances. It just tell you how much of a coach Udoka really is. Oh hell yeah! Because, that he was for me because now Mazzilli or whatever his name is for Boston, he's throwing he's throwing freaking clipboards and losing his shit. <laughs> but he's only in his thirties too, so I get it. He's very very young. But I'm gonna go back to my original. He's, he's a no. Just a side note, he's a little bit of a weird looking guy, don't you oh, think? Oh, he's just he's got all kinds of like he, like you know he's like the nerd technocratic I know all you of never this. You see that guy crack a smile. No, it's so because weird. He, because he's a math guy. He's like a that guy, but he doesn't know how to in my opinion, he doesn't know how to uh, uh, the, like manage people. The human element yeah. part. He's got that like the the math part down. He doesn't have the human element down, which goes back to this one step further. Jimmy Butler is a goddamn bandit, and I'm going to shout out to Kyle Lowry again too because I think Miami's got something here. Because I said way back when there's a problem in the Boston dressing room. That's why I thought they were losing to Philly. I, I thought so too, but it was a great nah, comeback. No, you down. picked Boston. You were smart enough to say they were going to win, but okay, I, I agree. Wasn't. Okay, but I, I, I'm on, <laughs> I know that, but I, but I'm saying now I don't know because I love Jimmy Butler, and I'm going to give Kyle Lowry huge props, but. How does Jason Tatum not take a shot in the fourth quarter? 
The quietest 30 points in the history of basketball. Yep. And the guy doesn't take a shot. In the I was quarter. I was surprised to see he had 30 points by the end of the game. The quietest 30 points I've ever seen in my life after scoring 50 in a closeout game against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brown played ISO for the last six minutes. He wasn't giving the ball to Jesus. Okay, so is that not a problem? Oh, yeah. When your best player on that game one is Marcus Smart and you're the Boston Celtics, you got a problem. Oh, big not problem. Again, not, nothing against Marcus Smart. The guy played his – him and Al, Al Horford both. But the other guys on that team, they, they are, are – they are, Out of sync. Oh, totally. Because are they Tatum guys? Are they Jalen Brown Brown guys? guys. You know what I'm saying? There seems to be just something that's not in sync. And the only guys that are playing like (laughs) Durant. There we go. So, and and you know what? I respect, I I hate the Celtics anyway. So if they lose, I don't have a problem with that. But I'm all Miami in this series. 100%. And I'm I'm really going to say this, though. My respect for Al Horford and Marcus Smart has gone up. I'd take either one of those guys on my team tomorrow. Oh, I've always loved those guys. You know, no no problem. One of them was a Florida product. The other guy was an Oklahoma State product. The way they played in college is reflected. The way they played their whole careers, I'm going to get it. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I hope you fuck up just so Boston doesn't win anymore because I hate them so badly. <laughs> okay, let's can, I, can we talk about it like that? Yeah, so, I mean, we're both going for Miami. I think... Miami's still in game one in Boston. That's huge for the Heat. If they can hold hold serve, so to speak, win games three and four at home. Then they're good. They're going to yeah, be good. They're, they're going to be sailing. tough to beat. But you know what, though? And understanding that, because we're running this show extremely long, as we usually do, is that the interesting thing is, and I've heard the, the word sweep and broom. I can't see the Denver Nuggets sweeping the Lakers after last oh, night. Oh, no, no, no. So um, this series... None of these teams have lost a home game in these playoffs. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, can Denver steal a game in LA games three or four? It's possible. And if they do, they'll win the series. Oh, for either of these teams. If you can steal a road game, that's it. But I mean, that could also but for the Lakers, you also can't drop home court. Like you you can't let Denver steal a home game or else you're done. Oh, they're done. So yeah. gonna, I want to shout out to Kitchener's own Jamal Murray last night, who was a they call him playoff Murray. Yep. He was the guy that rescued that game. People forget. 37 points. Oh, you got it. And I think 10 boards too, right? Yep. Okay. So, and, and he was a physical force out there when things got physical. Even though you got to give Michael Porter his due, he'll never be physical. He's got a, a couple of big threes. But the bottom line, people forget. Late in the third quarter, the Lakers were up by 10. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the, the, that league the, the, just the, the slowly started to shrink. Yes, it was in the defense. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't know. I know that basketball is the toughest sport to referee, but sometimes I see shit like, why don't they, like, well, then the games would last four hours. <laughs> you, uh, you see stuff, and then it goes on, and that's not called, and the next time it is called. Like, there was one thing when LeBron went to that, and I don't want LeBron to get everything. LeBron went up there, and I rewound it three times. He got hacked twice. No call. Yeah. Okay, the next time down, Anthony Davis turns right, Foul call. Now, I thought Anthony Davis was weak last night. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. No, you know, you know why? I don't and I don't want to disrespect Chris Bosch. But when you big men have a chance to go to the net, go. Don't sit back and try the jumper. Because your jumper's not working. AD shot 18 on what? I don't know what his numbers were. Horrible. His shooting percentage. See, I, I don't even think he had 20 points last night. No, he had 18 points. There but his go. shooting percentage is brutal. I bet you it was around 30% or less. Which means you shouldn't be shooting that night. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's supposed to be the focal. Well, I mean, at least the he plan be was the number one guy on that team on that, right now on the offense. Yeah, yes. that was the plan and, and when they Joker. got when they got him and LeBron. And there you go. And he should have moved Joker around because he's usually better at doing it. Because in, in the, if you look at career stats, AD against Joker, AD usually has the upper hand. Maybe he got. But there end? could be a changing of the tide here. I mean, it looks I'm like Jokic is. It looks like Jokic is kind of hitting his stride here. You know, best playoffs he's ever had. His career's player. By far. He was, he was Mr. Uh, Mr. Regular season and, and no show in the playoffs. He's really showing up now but I'm still saying this they make him run a little more they can get him off his game I don't think they moved him out of the post enough which get leads me to this one thing I've said in the house that happens too many times it becomes jump shot competitions guys start missing the jump shots and everything gets ugly how many times have I said that yeah more than twice so I'm gonna say something about last night the shooting got ugly too both oh, sides sure. until Murray went off in the fourth quarter but yeah both teams are not afraid to go into the paint to get their points, and that's old school basketball. Like they didn't, they didn't live and die by the three. Like once they miss a couple threes, and LeBron, you may be the greatest player of all time. You got to remember when to take a three or not, because a couple times they. Oh my God, LeBron! That's one of my biggest pet peeves about LeBron. Is he, he plays? It's not quite as bad as like the way Westbrook does it, where he tries to play hero ball with the three point well, shot, but LeBron does it like too much and he's like he's not that great of a three-point shooter no he, he's a solid guy but he's not he's not reggie miller jj no, reddick or steve ray allen okay, none of the guys so a couple times during the game when they were up when they were up by like okay when 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 denver chipped at their lead i thought lebron made bad decisions because he chucked up those threes early in the shot clock and he i mean well i mean there was the still at the end of the game first of all a great read on that play oh yeah to get that ball from uh that was intended for Jokic. oh yeah no 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 doubt but then he muffs the layup oh. <laughs> chance to make it a two-point game with 10 sec with 10 seconds left and then all of a sudden like you miss that game's over and then murray buries the three and it's all over but you know what it was interesting on both ends because you go back to it like if you want to look how, how the game is played you muff this you make this deal and then that we a couple guys that i was talking to off court said that jimmy butler the other night was playing freaking free safety you know what i mean yeah knock guys down steal the ball knock guys down steal the ball like i thought is he free safety? and then kyle lyrie was was the was the corner yep yeah you know what i mean he was the corner because he was stealing the ball and knocking guys down too and i thought that um and i like that physicality about the games which is i think denver the reason i'm bringing it up is i think the denver uh, la series is going to get more physical i think so too and also an interesting note is even back to the regular season the home team has won all these matchups yes. between denver and the lakers yes for the whole thing so you know we've only got two games in i uh, the lakers i'm standing by denver's get, my pick i'm i'm still holding denver on to miami lakers. finals yes yes if we're gonna go there but we're running this show long and one of the things that we wanted to allude to before we leave basketball is if i can just say one thing is everybody on the planet knows that uh, my favorite player in the nba is john morant oh no you gotta so, talk about this. Just for two seconds, I'm gonna defend John Morant. In Which this, you should. In this way, okay. I'm gonna defend. The one time way. you and JJ Redick would agree on something. How did you know I was going there? Because <laughs> I, I saw, not I saw the clip, but I'm like, oh, Cruz. I went JJ Redick. Like you know that guy. I don't even know if I would freaking walk across the street to say hello to him. I was on that sentiment. Now, is does John Morant just do some of the stupidest things you have ever seen in your life? Sure. Not going to deny it. After now, they still released that great commercial. For what? Like Gatorade? No, the one where he's punching in, coming to do the work. Oh. You ever seen that, Jim? Seen that John Moran commercial? Was it commercial? like an NBA commercial? Or? Yes, a uh, Nike commercial oh, for his Nike. new shoe. Oh, the 
that he one. Comes yes, in yes, and yes, yes. It's like three John Morants. You see the car pulling in the yeah, parking yeah. lot. They're all punching, and it's time to go to work. Whoever devised that commercial, brilliant, genius, brilliant. Well, it's Nike, but okay, but still a brilliant <laughs> commercial. To go to the next level, which I have to respect, is Michael Wilbon saying, "Our finances do not go out to people that wave guns." So my son. I'm not going to buy him a pair of the new John Morant signature shoes. I respected that. Okay. John Morant, did he break the law? Nope. Uh, did he hurt anybody? Nope. Was he legal in that state? Yes. Okay. Did he hang out with a bunch of idiots? Sure. Okay. That's four yeses in a row. So before we we're going to leave basketball on this note, I'm going to, I'm ordering my John Morant shirt yesterday. <laughs> okay. On brand for um, you. You know what I mean? And, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this though. I don't think he should get a Gilbert Arenas uh, suspension, oh, hell no. but I still think he's going to do 20 games. He's going to do a bunch. A bu- oh, yeah, so he got eight for the other one. Well, he's, he's, and he, it's becoming a little bit of a farce for the league, So, I just, but like him being suspended like a full season, that's nonsense. No, no, I, I, I agree with that either. However, he did that great interview with, Jamal, with uh, Jalen Rose, and Jalen Rose back in the day, and I've already told you about his Michigan days and the yep, things yeah, he was yeah. involved in, Jay, John Morant's not even in that league. No. There was no social media back then. John, and then Jalen Rose says, thank God there was no social media because I could have been yep. run out of everything, okay? Mm-hmm. So he went and sat down with John Morant and says, listen, now nah, that's candy-ass shit compared to what I was doing. So, and then you got my Michael Wilbon on there saying like we can't have this for the kids and whatever was happened. I'm saying jaw this. Don't throw away the 200 million. Yeah. You lost a bunch. You lost a bunch of money already. But I I would love to know what it's like yeah. to be a 23 year old kid to have more money than money, two nannies to take care of your daughter, and hanging out with your boys in a strip joint. I might get in trouble too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm not I'm saying I'm not I'm not condoning his behavior. But I'm not jumping off the John Moran bandwagon. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put an extra seat on for all those people that understand that I'm telling the truth about the guy, and we can go forward. So you're chair of the Logan Mayu and the John Moran fan oh, club. Oh, we're going to get speaks. to that too, aren't I? Just, aren't I? You know, people are going to start putting weird, uh, what, what those prefixes to my yeah. names and stuff. I can't wait. To, I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> Logan Mayu so, bandwagon is coming. So I, I don't completely buy into the thing about the athletes as role models for kids things but I mean like you're when you make the the league look stupid I mean that's money you know and you don't want to bite the hand that feeds right so I'll take it one step further which is when I heard a great thing is that what good comes from guns there we go that's why I'm I'm with you I'm going to stick you up but just put them away what good comes from guns now let's take it one step further Everybody knows there's a bag load of guys in the NBA packing at all times. Sure. Let's go to the Jay-Z school of walking around the world. Do you think Jay-Z has a gun on him? Uh, maybe his people do. Maybe not him. Ah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So you do the old school and you have people around you that carry security, that. Yeah. You hire your gun. So, Ja, we know what kind of culture you're in. I'm not agreeing with the culture you even hang out with. I smoke weed too. Yeah, so let's just cut to the Be team. smart about it. Uh, just be smart about it. Let somebody else carry the guns. You know what I'm saying? There we go. And uh, speaking of guns, one of the big guns on the Toronto Blue Jays has been struggling as of recently. Uh, are you talking about our... Overweight friend, yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? When uh, Let's cut to the chase here. Alex, I love you. Alec. Alec, I love you. Love you very much. Your mechanics are shot. 
You know what I mean? Like you just saw the guy throw the ball. Now, someone said, oh, his, his speed dropped. Um, he threw 92 instead of 93. When you're in the big league level, a, a mile or two is not. Now, if you're throwing 100 all the time and suddenly you're throwing 91, okay. There we go. Yeah. We, got a, we got a guy. No, 93, 92, like whatever. Ah, that's what I said. When I heard about the speed thing, no, no. It's location. Okay? But one thing we got to say, I'm glad you brought it up because we're going to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays for a few seconds is this. Um... We have a really weird anomaly going on here because I've been preaching about you got to win 20 games before you lose 20 games. Yes. Everybody in the American League East did that. Do you know that now that they'd be leading most of the divisions? We've been calling this the American League beasts my whole life. Yep. Before you were born. This season is even more insane. So what I'm saying is if it's going to be American League East beasts, Toronto, you can't lose to the American League East teams. Nope. You know what our record is now? Now, I know it's only the Yankees, and this series was weird. Don't you agree? Oh, between uh, Judge uh, peaking and, you know, the guy getting thrown out uh, for the sticky stuff and everything else. It was sticky. Okay, we know yeah. that. If you if, if they're going to throw a Scherzer. Sure, oh, Scherzer. Scherzer. Gonna, buddy, you're going. Yep. You're gone too, okay? So we get that. What I'm saying about this is, and I've said this earlier, and what made me nervous is, um, in this series, we prove we have better defense, okay, Hands especially down. in the outfield, yep. in the outfield, okay, like uh, Guriel or uh, Teoscar were not making some of the catches that Varsho and Springer were making, okay, yep. and Springer's down right field, which is usually what would have Hernandez, see that great catch he made the other night in oh, right yeah. field, it was a great catch, Hernandez ain't making that catch, I think he's right at home in right field, he should stay there, agreed, because less wear and tear, but you think Teoscar would have ever made that play? <laughs> He just started running the other direction to start. He might have made up for it with his arm. But. With his arm, yeah. After bounced <laughs> off the wall, throw up the guy at third base, okay? Which is normally, well, we haven't seen the big throws this year. You know, I haven't seen the big throws because guys are making the play. So I'm going to take it one step further here. I'm not noticing one thing is that we got to keep our – another uh, thing you talk about, if you're going to win your division, 600 at home. 500 on the road. The Blue Jays are there right now. So remember, we got the home games over there. Now, we, we lost three or four to the Yankees at home, which we shouldn't have done. But we beat Tampa at home. We won the yep. series at home. So tonight, we have an interesting team coming into town for three days called the Baltimore Orioles. And the last time Big I checked, series. they are ahead of us in the standings. How, if you games. had told me after 40 games that the Baltimore Orioles were going to be ahead of us, I would have said the Yankees could have been ahead of us. I wouldn't have said Boston. I would have said Tampa could be ahead of us, but I would not have said the Baltimore Orioles would have been against ahead of the Toronto Blue Jays after 40 games. I mean, 40 games is like, I don't know, I don't think there's a little, I think it's still a little bit too much to look into things, seeing like, oh, Baltimore's ahead of us. If this was like September, I would be right there with well, you. Well, that'd be 100 games. Stop it. You gotta have That's a barometer. That's my point. We got a barometer. The barometer says 40 games. You That's a small sample that. size, though. What? Small it's, sample size. a quarter size. of the season. That's not. That's still a small sample size. Okay, so if it's a quarter of the season, I'm going to tell you why we're going to win the division. Then, I'm I'm right with you that we're going to win the division. I still think we're I've going been to... there all year with you. Okay, okay. So I'm going to tell you why. Okay, let's look at why Baltimore is ahead of us. Okay, what is my favorite stat? Uh, quality starts. Quality starts. So let's put it this way. Let's look at the run differentials of those teams. Look at Baltimore. Look at Boston. Look at Toronto. They have better run differentials than us. They scored way more runs. Boston's actually less than now. They have they have a worse run differential than us. Yes, that's because they're pitching. Just that's coming to my point. But the uh, Yankees, 
Rays and Baltimore have better run differentials than us. However, we have more quality starts than those guys. In Baltimore, we've got double the quality start starts of them. We've got more quality starts in Tampa Bay. We've got more quality starts in the Yankees. We blew two quality starts in this year against nah, the Yankees. No, I thought we looked at this last time, and the Rays did have a lot of quality starts. Uh, yeah, but no, we have double Baltimore. We don't have double t Tampa. Tampa's got the No, a double Baltimore, there. yes. we got double Baltimore, and we've got way more than the Yankees, too. I think we've got Tampa, no, seven or eight more than the Yankees. What I'm saying is, like, look at this series alone, okay? Manoa looked terrible. Then we bought out Glozman. We wasted his start. Yep. Okay, then we got Bassett came out, pitched a gem. Then we had Barrios last night, who arguably pitched his best game yeah, of the season and got nothing. That's considered a quality start. The guy pitched, what is it? He pitched seven and something, gave up three runs. That's a quality start. That's a quality start. I know because he's on my fantasy team. Trust me. I know you get it. points for quality starts? Yes, we do. <laughs> I love go. that. We got a quality start on that. So what I'm saying is that I'm going to say – I'm gonna. I didn't want to acquiesce earlier in the year. Remember, we're on the earlier the shows because I still think we gave up too much offense, and the defense wasn't giving us enough to ver to to justify. Yeah. The giving up that much offense, but now if I'm gonna say that the quality start is the number one thing for me to deal with, then I'm gonna. I'm, I'm happy, especially in this Yankee series. Everything went right in this Yankee series except for going over twelve with runners in scoring yeah, position, yeah. one for ten with runners in scoring position. So it, that was in two games we went. What was it? One, yeah, one for twenty-one or two for twenty-two, whatever. Awful. Was just a stupid awful. number for runners in scoring position. We ended the game last night twice, bases loaded. Your base loaded twice, got nothing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So what does that mean? This team can't hit, bro. What have I been saying? This team really cannot hit. Now we've had this flu bug bullshit and stuff like that, but. I love Varsho. I love everything about him. I love his moxie. I love the way he's played defense. I love to come out with his lunch bucket in his hand. The man can't hit third or fourth. He should be our eighth hitter. He should be down with with, with, with um, Carmeyer. He's not hitting very, very well. No, he's okay? not. The only smart thing that I've seen that Schneider has done is, is solidate the thing that I've been bitching about. If you don't have the same guys playing second and third for the whole season, you're going to have trouble. So guess what? Espinal and, and Bichette has started, what, the last five games? Yeah, which is the way it should be. 100%. And guess what? Espinal's bat's coming around now. There you go. Because he's getting the reps. Now, what are you saying about Merrifield? Where do we put him? How does he get in? Rotate in the outfield. You know what I mean? Yep. He, he was in left field. He looks solid. I like him better as a left fielder now than a, than a right fielder, by the way. Oh, yeah, 100%. I like him. So we're going to Kiermaier in there, too. So basically, we got four guys that can play outfield. And on those days, we want to give Springer a break. Five with Biggio. You don't think Biggio can play left? Biggio can play anywhere in the outfield. I think he's too big to play second base. Just because his father played second base doesn't mean he can. No, I agree. I don't think he's a good second. I'd play him like outfield first base. Okay, outfield first base. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're good with him there. Because he's, you know what, I, I was leading on him. With, with, the one, with the 40 games gone in the season, he's not living up to what I thought. This is his season. That guy's older than I thought. He's like 26, isn't he? Yeah, it's a do-or-die season for him. We alluded to that before. Uh, exactly. It, it's got to be the same. And, 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 you know, he's not showing us enough. The, the improvement I'm getting is I say you got to get so many games to get better is Danny Jansen. Yeah. Okay, it took – he had a slow start, but he's coming along with the big hits he's had just in the last – Oh, and that's been, that's been his reputation too. Okay, so that, that's what So, I'm, like, we talked about this before the show about um, whether or not you, you regret giving up uh, Gabriel Moreno. 100%. I would not have given up Jansen, though. I think Kirk may, may have possibly been the sacrificial lamb in that situation. 
Okay, so we should have got now. I'm saying this for sure. We should have got more for our show. Or we, yeah, I mean, yeah. we gave up too much, too much to, to get our show. Okay, okay. So any event, but here's an interesting thing. Here's another thing, and, and look at it this way. As much as I'm ragging on the defense we didn't get from some of our guys named Guriel, Hernandez, and Tapia, all those guys' bats are coming alive for the respected teams. They all started slow. Look at Tapia, and he, he he's playing the same role in Toronto with the Red Sox. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't play every game, but he gets in there, he makes a catch, gets some yeah. hits, does his thing. Okay? We don't have any of those guys anymore. Who are those guys? You know what I mean? Like, we had Tapia, we had Guriel, we had Tosca Hernandez. We could move them around. Some games we could hide them. Because remember, we did make the playoffs last year. Yeah. Okay? Who do we have, like, guys like that this year? Biggio? No. Uh, Kermeyer and Varsho. The- Merrifield? Merrifield is our guy, but it's like he doesn't... Uh, he's got a lot of stolen bases. He's on your fantasy team. You're happy. I'm just saying that I don't know what his position is, but I'm saying that I don't think that Kermit... He's, he's an outfielder. 100%. And he's probably got a better bat of the three. I'm realizing now. If you, if you, if you to, who's got a better bat? Varsho, uh, Kermeyer, or uh, Kermeyer, whatever his name is. And, um, Merrifield? Merrifield. Merrifield. Got, he's got the best bat of the three. I think that uh, the, all the defense that you're going to get from those guys, we sacrifice too much offense. Because I'm thinking we're talking about September. We're going to talk about Kermeyer going to be in what? A 225 hitter, a 240 hitter. Varsho, I hope he hits 250. Yeah, I'm really hoping that. I don't think, I, he, I don't think he's going to like a 270. He's got the perfect swing as a left-hander for the Dome, so we got 120 games I, left. I, I really think, think that it. average is going to come up, though. I, think, I don't think it's – it can't stay that low this year. Okay, but but he's got the swing for the Dome. I That's give my Atkins point. And Shapiro, guys. Again, small sample size. I think it's forty games is a lot. That's a quarter uh, of your season, man. But how many home games? Because we're talking about okay, hit, okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, given that by the All Star break that we're going to have to get up, we're going to see more out there. But he had a couple of big at bats that he produced nothing in the Yankee series. He came up to the plate with some with, with some uh, ducks on the pond. Didn't give us nothing. You know what I mean? The guy that's coming around who was kind of dragging his dick in the dirt, and I brought that up offline about you, like the defying analytics. Brandon Belt. Yeah, it really has. Ever since I brought that guy's name into the subject, he has changed two things. His defense is always there. Forgot the guy can't play defense. And his bat has suddenly come around. Yeah, if he can, his OPS is at 735 now. If he can get that closer to 800. We're good. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and you know, with his limited at bats, I don't, I, mean, I don't expect him to play every day. No, no, no. That's not his job. But, they, but he's going to have to play 120. Yeah. He's going to have to do his 120 to get there. So I'm going to say this. The reason I'm going to say it's over that is if you look at we, if we've got double the quality starts of the Baltimore Orioles, and you're saying that it's only 40 games in a small sample size. So we've had 40 games. We've got 23 quality starts. You put that over four, do that four times, that should be division-winning material on a, alone. Without hitting, without defense, without any, even though both of those have to combine to yeah. get you there, so to speak. But if we go for if we take your small sample size, which is only 40 games, and do it four times, and we get to the end, what's going to happen? We should win the division. I'm right there with you. And I think that's a good note as any to leave. Yes, we were going to do that there because we've been we've been talking too much about everything. So I think we're pretty well to the end of the show, don't you speak? Yeah. So I just want to give a quick uh, little shout out to Formula One. Unfortunately, the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix was canceled because of 
the flooding in the Emilia Romagna region, unfortunately. I don't know if you've seen the pictures or video of what the track looks like now. It's a mess. Okay, they don't put them out there. That's well, that's all. That's why. Well, they didn't. They canceled it on Monday. Okay, but it's just like it's it's just sad. It's unfortunate. Imola, that's one of my favorite, uh, just favorite tracks oh, in all of racing. Oh, boo! I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. There, I think it, it's hot take. I think it's a better track than Monza. That's probably going to get me stabbed by my fellow Italians. But okay, well, we're going to go there. So, one thing is going to go there. We're going to end this show on this note, if you don't mind. Because we're getting into the heart of baseball. We, we're at the beginning of the playoffs and stuff. So I'm going to sound, um, I don't know. There's many words that you can say when you go like this. You can call me uh, xenophobic. You can call me uh, definitely not racist. I'm a hater. I hate everybody. But I want to bring something up that's starting to really irritate me. And it's probably changed a lot about the baseball things that have gone on besides analytics. The other thing that has changed it is the certain cultures that you bring to baseball. And one of them that's really irritating me of late is, Mr. Milani, you know that show Soul Train, don't you? I'm aware. You know Soul Train. Walter Payton is famous for being on Soul Train. You know why? Because he did the Soul Train line. You know what the Soul Train line is? Uh, remind me. Okay. That's when just in the middle of the most popular badass funky song that everybody can just sweep the ass with their floor while they're dancing. They spread the dance floor apart and all the couples go down the middle of that row to show you what dance moves they've got while they're going there. So sure. this couple comes down, they does their thing. The next couple comes down. And, and Walter Payton, go check it on YouTube, did some pretty funky little things. On oh, the yeah. Dance floor. Sweetness. That's called Soul Train. It's not called Major League Baseball. So all you Latin American freaking baseball players that hit a home run, don't go around the bases like you're on goddamn Soul Train. I'm getting sick of it. Like, what are you doing? Go around the base in your 14 seconds. You know, don't go around. And you know what? I love Vladdy. Vladdy's a premier guy on this guy. What did we were saying before the thing? Who do we have? We have Vladdy. We have the, 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 the president of the Soul Train Dance Club when you hit a home run, Machado. We have Soto. We have Lindor. Thank you for bringing up our guy, Luis Arizzi from Florida. So I'm just saying this. If I was 1974 and these mopos went around the bases like that, them getting chin music as soon as they're getting in the bass in the in the batter's box because this is a baseball game, not a dance floor. So if we get into a heat of a game in September and some dumbass goes around the bases and does that, and the next pitch bounces off his helmet, I don't have a problem with that, bro. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it you know what i mean i do um is that all you have to say about that i could say more but i'll stop okay so we have uh, unfortunately some sad news that just came across the the house that happens news desk uh, nfl legend jim brown is dead at the age of 87 oh gee led the browns to the nfl title oh. in 1964 widely considered the greatest football player oh, of all time three-time mvp and won eight rushing titles in nine seasons and they got him out of football to be in movies with Raquel Welsh. God bless Jim Brown. You know, um, that's sad. That's breaking news. Sad. Okay, so, uh, but you know what? I'll sign for 87 right now. I'll sign for 87. Jim Brown just died now. Mm -hmm. He's 87 years old. I'll sign for 87. 
I just want to put out one thing is, if everybody out there, you're young, Mr. Milani, and tell all your friends and stuff that, we had a problem with uh, civil rights and um, draft stuff in the 60s and uh, mm -hmm. the classic picture when Ali got his title taken away. Who is sitting beside him in that picture? Jim Brown. Jim Brown, who is not only a great, great football player, who was a human rights... Um, activist. Civil rights activist, was always on, to me, the right side of all issues at all times. He did not jump completely on the um, Black Lives Matter list, by the way, so don't let him say that because he did stand up for it. He says there's a better way to, to do things. However, as respect for a man and a player... Rest in peace, Jim Brown. Rest in peace, Jim Brown from the house that happens. Can we say one more thing about Jim Brown? And I'm gonna and I'm gonna take this to it, like since he's gone, and we're gonna say about this. Jim Brown got stopped playing football at 30 years old. Him and Barry Sanders quit at the youngest because he got a Hollywood career. I'm willing to believe that he played in a 14 game season back then, and when he came into the league, it was only 12. He is currently still top 10 rusher of all time. Wow. I'm going to say this. If he had the opportunity not to go to Hollywood and play five more years, Jim Brown would still be the leading rusher in the in the history of NFL. And I'm going to tell you this. When you go on NFL Network and pundits that do the his, history, what I just said here on, on The House That Happens, you're going to hear this repeated. That okay. he, he ultimately would have been still the greatest yard, greatest yard producer of all time. God bless Jim Brown. Greatest running back of all time. And on that note, we just like to say that uh, we enjoyed doing this. It was a crazy show. We want to have a big shout-out to old Queen Victoria for giving us this crazy weekend. And one more time, I'm going to say, hi, my name is Cruz. I'm Andrew Milani. We keep the vibe alive, and we're out of here. <laughs>